I'm Dr. Mandy Weeks, and you're listening to the Behind the Brace podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing conversations and resources to help families and providers navigate the world of scoliosis. This is your place to find hope for a better solution so that you can live your best life. Hi, thanks for joining us this week. This is our second episode of Adulting with Scoliosis. And so today I want to talk about, you know, once we've gone through those college years and through our 20s, you know, what do I typically see when we hit our 30s and people are coming into my office? Um, So this is usually around the time where, you know, either a couple of things are happening where people are transitioning into, you know, moving into having families, Um, either they've gotten married and they may already have children or they're planning children, Um, or sometimes people are getting settled into their careers and either they're doing um, a lot of professional things, whether that's traveling or you know, just business professional activities, which can sometimes take up a lot of time. So regardless of, you know, which side of the coin you're on, it's typically when we're starting to settle into whatever routine and groove that we have, um, where we may have been located in a place for a, a period of time where we might have our providers set and have been there for a while. Um, but what I have seen recently um, is that as we get into those 30s is when things tend to creep up on us just a little bit. So usually through our 20s is when people can kind of, you know, get through things. And um, we usually don't have too many issues. Our bodies aren't giving us too many signals at that point. Um, And then it's usually either as we're getting into activities in our 30s, and maybe we've been ignoring some of these things, um, through our 20s, that now they're kind of starting to catch up on us. Um, Another scenario is, you know, oftentimes um, through pregnancy, that can definitely create some challenges if we have scoliosis. Um, And there's really two scenarios that I've seen with that is that either, you know, somebody may have gone through a pregnancy and either they've had a spinal surgery or they haven't had a spinal surgery and they go through a pregnancy And on either sides of that, they have different experiences. But typically, it just requires a little bit more care. um, And they might notice some more symptoms than, say, somebody that didn't have a scoliosis might. Um, And then on more of the professional side, whether it's through, um, you know, things of business activities, whether they're, you know, working more hours through their job or, even if they are more athletic, um, I know a lot of people that at that point in time are doing more of like triathlons or running marathons or half marathons or sometimes, you know, even just things like skiing or uh, doing different outside activities can start to bother them more so than they may have in the decade before. So usually what I see is, is that either they were taking care of their scoliosis through high school and they got to the end of high school and they were, they said, yep, you're done. Um, you're done growing. Don't worry about it. Um, you don't have to worry about progression at this point because your growth plates are closed. You're done growing. No big deal. Um, or it was more of a serious situation, but they were so done with dealing with it that they kind of just threw it all on the back burner and, 
kind of got through that next 10 years. And now as we hit into this range of the 30s, there's some more problems that are creeping up. So in either of those scenarios, there's a lot of different things that you can do. Um, So there is adult bracing. And I just want to say that because I've had a lot of questions about um, bracing and options as an adult. Um, So I think that there's a lot of people out there that either didn't get the important treatment that they needed when they were younger or they did, and it didn't actually correct it, or maybe they didn't um, keep up on it afterwards, and they're wondering, what do I do now? Um, so sometimes when you're into that like 30 range, um, if you have a curve that's pretty significant and severe, you can get a brace as an adult that is effective. It will actually provide correction to your spine while you have it on. Um, it can help alleviate a lot of different things from you know, postural changes um, to pressure on the nerves that can help relieve some of the muscle spasm issues that could be occurring. Um, We actually have adults that I've fitted for braces that have gotten correction wearing their braces. Um, And I know typically the first question is, oh my goodness, I'm adult. You know, do I need to wear this brace all day long and all night long like I did in high school? And the answer is not necessarily. Um, A lot of the adults that I have fit with braces only wear them for six to eight hours a day um, and get really great results and have really great experiences with them. Um, So I just wanted to throw that out that that is an option and that is something that we use in our office um, more frequently now because adults are looking for those options. Um, Now, if your curve is less severe, And, you know, this is probably the more typical presentation that I see is that now it's bothering us more than it was the years before. Um, What we typically do is we look at somebody's history, see where they're at. Um, You know, chiropractic care is huge as far as being able to restore motion and function and allow the discs and the nerves to fire properly and to help those muscles um, balance out. Uh, Oftentimes, sometimes a physical therapist is on board with that care and we coordinate a team of people. Um, What I know through adult life is, is that it takes a team of different people and providers to really help get you to a solid place. Um, And the frequency and consistency of those people is just dependent upon your specific situation. Um, So to give you a real life example of that, um, I have somebody who comes in and they might get adjusted every week or every other week. Um, They might pop in and see their physical therapist about once every four to six weeks. And that, you know, helps them with some of their at home things that they do. Um, And then they might just schedule a, a massage just like a 60-minute normal massage once every three weeks or every four weeks. And they just keep that consistency, and that really helps them. Um, And that's what they found works for them. Now, everybody has a different scenario and a different you know, goal and frequency of care with different people. And and sometimes those people aren't even on the team. Sometimes it might be an acupuncturist instead of a physical therapist. So there's a lot of different options, um, but I just encourage you to start somewhere because that will help you start moving forward in the process of getting better and and really taking care of your spine. Um, so what people tend to notice is, is that if they haven't been proactive in taking care of their scoliosis um, and it's kind of catching up with them, it does take a little bit 
to figure out exactly what it's going to take to let them do the things that they want without issue. Um, So for example, if you live in North Dakota and you ski three months out of the year, um, you might notice that it really bothers you in December, January, and February when you're going skiing, but in the summertime, it doesn't really bother you a whole lot when you're sitting at the beach out on the river. Um, So that's where you just have to look at those situations. And it's important to take care of it and to take care of your body and your spine when it's not hurting you. So that way you can continue to do things um, and not have those, those symptoms creep back in. Um, and so that's across the board for anybody, whether you're male, female, um, whatever age in through your late 20s to 30s is, you know, taking care of yourself and your body and making sure that you have those foundational components is really important because if you don't, if something happens, it's going to take you longer to heal and get back on your feet. Um, so especially if you have a scoliosis, we already know that your spine isn't moving the best way that it could be. We already know that there's extra stress on the disc in, in between the vertebrae, we know that there's going to be extra stress on the nerves um, in your spine because it's compressing those. And we also know that you'll have a more of a tendency to have more muscle imbalances and you'll have to work through those. Um, so the biggest thing with pregnancy is, is that what I have seen is that oftentimes people have, haven't had any issues. And then when they go through a pregnancy, the hormones change. And because the hormones change, there's a lot more laxity in through your pelvis, in through your spine. Things start to shift and to move. Your ribs start to move. Um, And if you have a curve in your upper or low back and the baby is growing and your ribs start to shift and your pelvis starts to shift, that can create a lot of problems with those nerves and with some pain levels. Um, And even to the effect of depending on, you know, how severe your scoliosis might be, it can even affect things um, like positioning of baby. And, you know, not all of the time, you know, none of these things are all of the time. So I don't want to scare you. I don't want to I don't want you to hear that. Oh, my gosh, if I have a scoliosis, I'm going to have a tough pregnancy and the baby's not going to be in the right position and it's going to be more difficult. That's not always the case. Um, However, it could be the case if your body's not handling it well or adapting well to it. So signs that your body needs some extra support would be if you're having pain, if you're having, you know, if it's hard for you to move. um, So whether it's first trimester, second trimester, um, or even third trimester, if you're having trouble getting up, moving, walking, if you're feeling unstable, like you go to take a step and it feels like your leg is giving out. Those are all signs that your spine is not handling whatever changes very well. Um, And so oftentimes those can be really um, directly affected by specific care, whether that's through adjustments um, or some specific physical therapy. Um, but the really the key is, and what I want you to hear is, the key is, is to handle this before you start to have the problem. Um, so I would say it's even more important that preconception, if you've got significant or even lower curves in your spine, 
um, that you think about that ahead of time so that you can really make sure that your body's in a good position to be able to handle the changes that happen through pregnancy. Um, and of course, you can always start care. It doesn't, we see people that have come in at 36 weeks um, into their pregnancy with scoliosis and curves that, you know, may have been told, you know, this is normal or there's nothing that can be done about this. This is just to be expected. And we've still been able to help them. Um, it's just a lot easier if we start earlier. So, you know, the earlier, the better. Um, and this is one of the biggest things because most of the time, if people are having families, it's somewhere around in your 30s. Um, and I've heard a lot of people say, I wish I would have known and so I'm really hoping that, you know, anybody who's listening to this right now can know that if you're planning to start a family or if you've had pregnancies in the past that have been maybe more difficult um, and you have spinal issues, there's a lot of options. Now, obviously, you're not wearing a brace when you're pregnant. We're not doing traction when you're pregnant. Um, none of those things. But um, being able to connect with a provider that has some specific training on some of these spinal issues can be really helpful to be able to know what to expect and how to handle it moving forward. So, um, you know, that's really one of the biggest things that I've seen. Um, even patients that have had, say, a full spinal fusion, I've had a, a handful of those where maybe when they were 14, 15, or 16, They've had their spine fused because of a scoliosis, and now, you know, they're going through pregnancy, and they may be experiencing some issues with low back pain or different things just because their spine can't move the way that it would um, normally. And so there's still some things that can be done, even if you've had a full spine fusion. Um, we obviously do them differently However, you can still make changes to that. Um, you can still work with the nerves and the spine. You can still work gently through the pelvis, all of those things. So um, it looks different. It's not an adjustment you would experience, you know, normally if you hadn't had a fusion, um, but there are still things that you can do. So I want you to hear that as well, um, because I've had quite a few patients that have popped in and they said, man, I was told that I couldn't ever get any care because I had had a spinal fusion. Um, and that's just really not the truth of it. It's just that it looks different. And so you really do need to find somebody who has the right training so they know how to help you in a way that's safe for whatever you may have had done in your spine. So, you know, finding that key person is really important. Um, but as we move through that, even into postpartum, so say you've had a, a pregnancy or a couple pregnancies, um, even postpartum healing can be a little bit different because all of those hormones have now changed throughout your body. You've had a lot of laxity. Now you've had the baby. Um, hormones are shifting back. If you're breastfeeding, that can affect just different things in your body as well. Um, and so now you're running after you know, one, two, sometimes three little people and you're carrying things. And so that can put a lot of stress on your body. So not only, you know, do you have something going on in your spine, but now you're healing from having, you know, given birth to a baby and you're probably not sleeping as much. You have a lot of extra stress on your body. And so that's important too, to really have that postpartum care. I've seen a lot of times where even if people are really proactive, they'll be really proactive all the way up until they have the baby. And they're like, whew, okay, we're done. Had the baby, I'm good. Except the problem is, is that they still have to heal and there's still a lot of demands on 
their body and a spine that's not necessarily working as it should be because it has a curve in it. And so I find that they can really benefit from support and different types of care postpartum to make sure that their body's healing and that you're equipped to be able to take care of everybody and to feel good yourself. Um, so that's a huge piece of that too. And again, it's different for everybody. You know, preconception looks different than prenatal, looks different than postpartum. Um, but, you know, considering most of the scoliosis patients I work with are female, and this is why I want to bring up this topic. So not to exclude, you know, the men in their 30s, because there are definitely males that have scoliosis that are in their 30s. Um, and so oftentimes this is where the men start to notice that, you know, whatever they may have done through their 20s is kind of catching up to them. So whether, you know, they've been working or they've been traveling or if they're on sports teams, um, oftentimes they'll notice that maybe things bother them a little bit more or, you know, if they slide into home plate um, and, you know, get beat up a little bit uh, in their softball game, that it takes them a little bit longer to come back around and feel better. Um, those are also those places where, just really taking care of your body. Um, and that can be through nutrition, hydration, sleep, making sure that you get adjusted, making sure that you've had updated x-rays in the last, you know, three to five years, making sure that, you know, there's not any uh, progression that we're missing. Um, those are all really important pieces. Um, and I find that if there is a problem that pops up, whether you're male or female, it's generally because we've been so busy in our 20s, we kind of skipped over some things and maybe forgot that we needed to take care of those things, or maybe we did a little bit, but then, you know, got busy with life and families and kids and activities and jobs. And, and then once we kind of take a breath into our thirties and we've settled down, all of a sudden we say, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I still have this thing and now I should probably take care of it um, because life is a little bit more stable and and things like that. So um, a lot of different things that you can do. Um, the biggest messages I want everyone to hear is that you're never too old to work with these things. Um, so whether you're male or female, even if you did or didn't have treatment through high school and maybe did or didn't take care of it through your 20s, when you get into your 30s, if you're having issues with it and you know that you have a curve or something that was going on with your spine, I just really encourage you to take that step because you're never too old. There's always something that can be implemented. You know, we may not be able to magically fix everything, but I can tell you most people can be helped in whatever specific way they need so that you can do life every day without being in pain, without having headaches, without, you know, feeling exhausted and run down and not being able to sleep or concentrate. Um, so if you're in any of those scenarios, I just really encourage you to reach out because um, there's hope and there's options. And, you know, I especially see it with women who have gone through pregnancies, postpartum, multiple pregnancies. So um, it's not just how it is. It's not just how it's expected to be. Um, there's definitely something that can be done and there's people that can help and it might look different for everybody. Um, but I really do encourage you to reach out and try to find those solutions because, you know, even though we say like, oh my gosh, we're in our 30s and all of a sudden these things happen, 
really 30 is way too young to be experiencing those things and just, you know, going through day-to-day life and thinking that that's okay and that this is how the next 30 years have to be. So um, if any of those things trigger a response to you, or if you're in your head thinking of those things, you're like, oh yeah, that's me. Um, Whether you reach out to our office or just to somebody else, um, you can find our website. It's behindthebrace.com. We're on Facebook. Um, We do consults all the time. Uh, You can call our office. Um, We'll answer questions. And if we need to connect you with the right people, we have those resources as well. So thanks for listening. We hope this is helpful and we'll catch you next week. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you could leave a review before you go, that would help us reach more people that need this message. To learn more about the services and resources that we have available, visit us at BehindTheBrace.com. This show is produced by Rayma Team Media. To learn more about how they can help you with your podcast, visit RaymaTeam.com.